Hello, and welcome to Midnight Fun. Spooky edition! <laughs> Woo! Woo! I'm Liv, <laughs> and I'm here because it is a special, it, especially, sorry, it's officially spooky season, <laughs> and we watched a good old horror movie this week. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm Katie, and I'm here this week because this yes, is one of my yes, yes, favourite yes. films. I think it's the first horror film that I genuinely really enjoyed. I watched it a few years ago. Obsessed with it. Um, if you can't tell, we're talking about Jennifer's Woo! Body. Woohoo! So fun. So good. So good. <laughs> it's just... Ugh. Obsessed. One yes. of our favourite films collectively. I yeah, I'd agree. Film. I'd agree. Uh, I just think it's really fun. And well, it's got Amanda Seyfried in it from last week's Riding Hood fame. Yeah. And it's also got Megan Fox. Absolutely. And oh my Love God, my she's life. so beautiful. <laughs> How does she look the same as she did in Jennifer's Body is what I don't understand. Because she is she eating is. Machine Gun Kelly's soul. She's draining his life force. I, it I really does look her. like she is doing that. But to be fair, I would let Megan Fox drain my life force. So, Me too. I love that they're in like pop culture again. Because obviously they've always both been in pop culture. But they're really blown they up are. like the hot couple. Because they're so weird. And everything that they say, if they weren't both mega It would be so annoying. Be the worst. Like... He, like the first thing he said to her was "I am weed," which doesn't work on any level. But right, if I was incredibly like that, drunk so and someone fine. looked up at me and went, "You smell of weed," I might say to them, "I am weed," but just because I was being an idiot, <laughs> like that sounds like something I'd say if I was yeah. being stupid, or stupid like boy. your mum's weed or something boy. like that. Um, you know, um, like that's just yeah. a dumb response <laughs> from a dumb boy. I honestly, Machine Gun Kelly, fine. I can take or leave him. I know that he used to be a rapper and is now trying to make it in the like the punk world, and no one likes that apparently. I like. I'm him. I'm fine. <laughs> I think he's fine. I love Megan Fox, however. I'm a big. Me too. I'm yeah. a big Pete Davidson fan, and him and um, Pete Davidson are like good friends, and they do a lot of like bits together. They did like a Vogue interview where they just talk about how they're. That's actually very it's sweet. Great. Okay, it's good for fun. them. Yeah, I, I'm not super familiar with uh, Machine Gun Kelly. I just know. All I know is... I will send you some I will say all I know is, is from, like, <laughs> the discourse from, like, the few, like... Because I follow quite a few, like, alternative, like, music writers. And they do not like him. Mm. <laughs> Which is quite funny. His yeah. music's fine. I can take or leave it. I, I think, think it's because fun. he insulted Slipknot. And then everyone was like, how dare you? Uh, I didn't Which that. I don't think he should have done. I think it was rude to call Slipknot silly for wearing masks. Because, sir, your name is Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> True. Like, yeah, his real name is Tulsa. <laughs> I get why he yeah. changed it. Anyway. Can I yes. read you? Sorry, just while we're on the subject. Uh, my favourite thing was from that interview where she says, Machine Gun has his own demons. He's got post-traumatic stress, which char- charmingly, he accidentally called oh postpartum God. depression before Fox corrected him. Wow. <laughs> Very good. Not, oh, the, not same the same thing, thing at all. Machine you know, right, I I, I've said this before. If you are a New Girl fan, you will know that Megan Fox was on the show for a couple of seasons and she dated Nick. This is just Reagan and Nick in real life. That's genuinely what it feels like. Similar I do vibes. believe that Nick will call post-traumatic <laughs> stress postpartum depression. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's summarise Jennifer's body. So good. Yes. I've seen Me too. movie so many times that I think my brain jumps, jumps around. I rewatched it today. So I'm good for the timeline. Excellent. You can you can Okay, go so on the we timeline. open <laughs> at the end of the movie. So Amanda Seyfried mm-hmm. is in a women's uh psychiatric prison. Um so she's yeah. she's with people who are mentally unsound and need to be in a, a prison with lots of care. Uh she's basically talking about how like she's changed and like um how she's a kicker now. So that just means that one time she did kick an orderly mm. in the face quite a lot, which she should not have done. Um and basically her walking around <laughs> and then being in her little single cell and a song comes on and she's mm-hmm. like, God, I hate this song. And then we flash back 
Um, her and her best friend Jennifer her name is she goes by Needy I cannot remember what her proper name is supposed to be but I but I think it's Anita oh Anita that's actually really sweet I was gonna say Louise she just looks like a Louise in this she does look she looks like a Louise (laughs) that is not an offensive thing to any Louises it's just like yeah, my middle name's Louise it is of course it is that makes so much sense um (laughs) so we flash we flash back needy and jennifer she's so she's just talking about her friend jennifer for a while there's like a lot of romantic slow-mos on jennifer doing her little twirl Mm -hmm. because she's a cheerleader and like lots of like like soft focus like memories of them and then she's like and now i need to tell you the story about me and jennifer and i'm like hell yeah Mm -hmm. It also, well, it like, okay, so it <laughs> there's two levels of flashback in it. So it flashes back to like the night, which we will get yeah. to, and which is like the night that Needy got arrested. And then it also flashes back to a couple of months beforehand. So Needy and Jennifer, mm-hmm. they're besties. Jennifer's like, we're going out tonight. And she's like, okay. And she's like, dress cute, which means that Nini can only wear like a crop top and she can't, she can't have her boobs up. Yeah, because Jennifer's thing is To boobs. be fair, based <laughs> on their body types, if you're doing that thing where you dress for your body type or whatever and don't just wear whatever clothes you want, which I think you should do, just wear whatever clothes you want. If you're dressing for your body type in the way that most 2000s magazines told teenagers, teenage girls to do, that's what they'd be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is funny to me yeah it is the early 2000s really did a number on us all <laughs> oh the early 2000s was oh, well there's moments in this film where i'm like i'm glad i watched this when i was like 18 and not when i was like significantly right? younger I mean, like now i see that quite a lot of it is like satire of what it's doing you know yeah I mean? like yeah it's a definitely lot it and it's like doing the early 2000s body slut shamey yeah but like now i'm like oh it's doing it in a very satirical way yeah that i understand because i'm an adult with media literacy i'd watched it as a child not so sure no i don't but it is i think rated 15 yeah so yeah i was gonna say it should be a 15 because like i don't feel it's like quite 18 territory the gore in it is not that extreme so but live it's sexy so might be an 18 (laughs) no fine there's no explicit sex in it no, but you know what? You, you don't even see a like. titty. It's fine. It's rated R. That's an 18, right? No. No way. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even it's see a nipple. R for sexuality, bloody violence, language, and brief drug use. <laughs> When's the drug use? I can't remember. Maybe. Oh, I remember. It's at the very end. It's the very end. The band do a load of cocaine. Oh, God. Barely like anything. so much cocaine <laughs> but barely anything it's like one scene where they're like sniffing and he's like get yeah. out of here man um anyway <laughs> we are you in the past present ratings are like <laughs> they're like hmm it's a little sexy and these women are doing the sex oh no yeah. oh no oh, no. oh, oh and it'll be for the kiss it'll be for the kiss yeah. oh my god right okay we're mentioned we're just mentioning things we've got we got to run through gotta so, get to it needy and jen are going out Jen mm. is obsessed with this band called Low Shoulder. Hell yeah. Which is a stupid band name. And they look exactly like every 2000s punk emo indie band looked. And yes, I am a little bit in love with them based on Sight Alone. Because it just activates that thing in so my brain. It just activates <laughs> that little thing in my brain that goes, he's got a neck tattoo and he's wearing eyeliner. And I'm like, oh, you're so right, brain. We should be he, in boop, love he's with He's tall him. and has dark hair. Right? He's I'm tall and has dark hair. He looks like We're Brandon skinny Flowers. Jeans, for God's sake. What am I, I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like, I I don't I wouldn't say I have like a type. I'm attracted to many different people. Katie can attest to this. My current boyfriend does not look like the thing I've just described. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I think your current boyfriend's very punk rock. Oh, he's so punk rock. <laughs> so incredibly punk rock. Um, but <laughs> sorry, that's cracked me right up. Um, but. I think, you know, because, like, I spent so much of my teen years exclusively crushing on, like, guys and girls who looked like that, you know, the The band whole thing. Hayley, Hayley Williams from Paramore. Yes, absolutely. So beautiful. But, like, you know what I mean? It was that look. So now, even as an adult, if I see someone with that look, I'm kind of like, well, they are attractive because they would be in Kerrang! magazine. 
What I'm obsessed with about the band is they are so perfectly done. If yes. you like, I know some of our listeners are like a bit younger than we are, but if you've been to uni or if you're going to uni, you'll meet boys in bands, and this is yes. exactly what they'll be like. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Take it from someone who dated a boy in a band. Yeah, they're all like they're this. all exactly like this. <laughs> they are all, like. I will say honestly, Jennifer's body as a like as a satire as it is because it is a satire is so incredibly well written. Mm-hmm. Like it's so funny. Yeah. So anyway, they go to this bar. It's like half bar, half nightclub, all bad. It's like the kind of like Americany dive bar yes. kind of out of town yeah. vibes. Something I wish we had more of in the UK. Yeah, we same. And we just have like little. We pubs just have pubs, yeah, and they're they're fine. So important thing to note is they live in Devil's Kettle, which is a very very small town. So like everyone mm-hmm. knows everyone there. Jen is obsessed with the band. They go up the band that she like goes and talks to them. They are being very much boys in band and being like, yeah, I was like totally cool, and um. Nini overhears them talking about how they think that Jen is a virgin. Yeah. And so Nidhi's like, I need to protect my friend. And she goes over and because she, because they're talking about saying like, oh, she'd never give it up and all this stuff. And yeah. so Nidhi interprets this as being like, oh my God, they're trying to sleep with my friend and they're gross older guys and I want to protect my friend. So she goes up to her and she's like, you're right. She is a virgin. And you should keep away from her because she didn't, she's not going to give up to creeps like you. She then probably tells Jen, who's then like, I'm not even a backdoor virgin, which <laughs> this is one of many truly awe-inspiring quotes from this film. Mm-hmm. And I just then Chris Pratt's there for some reason, and he's homophobic, and we move on. <laughs> Nothing new to see here. No. Um, really they, suits him. <laughs> yeah, they buy the band alcohol, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I swear to God that this was called a nine eleven truther shot. Um, I can't remember because it was a nine eleven something shot because it was red, white, and blue. Oh my God! Wait, let me look this up immediately. Because, like. 9-11 tribute shooter. Tribute shooter. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm so glad it's not 9-11 tribute shooter. Which, again, stunning satire in this movie. <laughs> because, you know, I've heard of Freedom Fries. I know that they were a yeah. thing that y'all Americans did for a bit. So, again, stunning. Uh, you want to know what's in it? <laughs> yes, I would, actually. Please um, tell me. Grenadine. Delicious. Yeah. Um, condensed milk. Like Ew. it, but not in my alcohol. Um, bad vodka, and mm. I never know how to pronounce this, but it's the blue one. Krakow, 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 Krakow. Yeah. Anyway, that, that sounds like it would taste in, like awful, like genuinely yucky, bad. But why not, not cool? <laughs> why not cherry sours? I think it's probably to do with um, how stuff floats. Because um, you like grenadine's very thick; it like sinks yeah. to the bottom. Yeah. Uh, see that reminds me of um, a Polish flag shot. Yeah. So it's it's you get them in Poland, the and it's mm-hmm. um, raspberry syrup and vodka, mm. and because it splits, it makes the Polish flag. Oh, that's so fun! It is, and then if you add Tabasco to it, it makes a Mad Dog shot, and it's ah, awful. Scary. I do not recommend doing one. <laughs> no, that sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, I did one when I was in Poland because I felt felt like being adventurous, and it was god awful so they do shots the band starts playing they sing this song through the trees it sounds mm-hmm. vaguely familiar then the bar sets on fire <laughs> yes um needy gets out she calls her boyfriend she doesn't mind jennifer she just knows that jennifer has gone into a van with these strange boys needy's boyfriend is a real rude person about jennifer He's a real high school boy <laughs> i don't like needy's boyfriend at me all. neither. He like, sucks. I get that Jennifer kind of sucks. I love her. Yeah, but like, she does suck. She's a bad friend. But still, he's also. Yeah, she's really. a bad friend. But also, it's like, she's like, help, Jen's been kidnapped by all these people. And he's like, ugh, who cares? And I'm like, right? clearly your girlfriend. <laughs> like, I would be also be worried. Like, he's like if I... but she's probably sleeping with the band because she's a slut. And you're like, well, okay. Well, no. sir, um, considering what you do at the end of this movie, let's not. Right. Let's not be throwing rocks, shall we? Exactly. Um, but so then Needy goes home, and then in the middle of the night, Jennifer turns up at her house, vomits black goo everywhere, and eats an entire yeah. raw chicken. 
Um, normal behavior. Very classic horror. We love to see it. Very immediately goes, yeah, we're not going to like sexualize the horror part of this here. We no, go. no, Blech. it's nasty. Blair, and it's like nasty. spiky and gross. And I just think it's really funny because Jennifer is eating this chicken and Needy is just stood over her going, um, actually, my mum got that from um, Boston and we're going to have it for dinner on Sunday. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> she is very sexy with Needy when she gets in, though. She's like, she's she all is. scary with her and she gets up in her face and she's like, She's like, are you afraid? Are you afraid of me, Needy? And I'm like, uh, and Needy's maybe. like, is is this fear or am I turned off? Is this is this fear? What is what is this strange feeling? What and then could this be? There's a big extended crying scene of Needy fe- cleaning up the black goo because Jennifer just leaves. Yeah. Um, because she's a bad friend. If you go to a friend's house and you vomit black goo all over right? their floor, you should stay, stay and up. clean it up. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> so then they go back to school they um jennifer's there she's looking absolutely radiant and she does not give a single flying frick about the fact that people have died and then there's this weird speech that the principal does and it's like he's like we will not let this fire beat us and i'm like there it is there's a classic post 9-11 right style exactly of speech <laughs> Oh dear. Um, and then Jennifer goes out. She meets this high school jock who's crying. She's like, hey, your friend died in the fire, right? I was there. Let's go into this wood and it was his... out. It was, it was Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt died. That's so sad. R.I.P. in hell. <laughs> R.I.P. in hell. Chris Pratt in this movie. He was extremely homophobic. Right? His um, whole character is just be mean to Jennifer. Yeah, be mean to Jennifer. But also hook up with Jennifer? Question mark. Yeah, but also hook up with... No, she says that he's silly because he thinks that he's cute enough for her. Ah, gotcha. So they've never hooked up. Oh, because he's the cop, right? And so he just, like, lets her buy, like, alcohol and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, So then she takes him out into the forest... All these animals appear while they're like making out. It's cute. <laughs> like I said, there's a deer staring at them. And then she eats him. She eats his whole face. And he's just screaming. And some guys are like, let it out, little buddy. Let it out. Because he thinks he's just grieving. Then everyone's sad. They do a big old funeral scene. Everyone sings through the trees. <laughs> <laughs> so I played a Jennifer's Body drinking game. The la- Not the last time I watched it. Because I watched it this afternoon. Um, but the last time I watched it with friends. We played a Jennifer's Body drinking game. And you have to drink every time through the trees comes on. Mm. Too many times. <laughs> Too many times in this film. Very Horrendous. funny. Anyway, so she eats him. Then she goes over to Needy's for a little... Oh, no! Needy and her boyfriend have sex. Yeah, good for them. Meanwhile, she uh, Jennifer has killed an adorable emo boy. Right, so Jennifer comes back into school and is all, like, tired and, like, she's looking so as tired. bad as she's Megan still... Fox can look, but she still looks like Megan Fox. She looks but it's, like, so good. Like, she's listless. Terrible day and, like, looks... Yeah just incredible her she skin has, like, just doesn't spots. look great she's just like looking a bit tired and her hair is flat yeah. and it's like oh god she looks awful I, she um, looks incredible well she, no needy says to her she's like you look awful for like you yeah <laughs> very funny and she um so there's this emo boy that kind of has a crush he's on so needy cute. he is really cute so he has a crush on needy and but like obviously needy has a boyfriend um, mm-hmm. And like learning that Needy is like vaguely interested in him, Jennifer asks him out on a date. Um, yep, <laughs> because she's the worst. Well, he, no, he asks her. He does first. ask her, yeah. And then she's and then she's then like, she come over to my house. Thinks he's cute, and then yeah. she's like, come over to my house. Come on, emo boy. Can I just say, like, the his little thing that he has going on, just the best. So good. I love so two thousands. So like I don't know. I'm not like in the subculture, but like I would say, like very like it's very scar scene kind of vibes. <laughs> it's like, like it's not quite seen. It's not, not quite enough. But like colors. the hair is so much. It's very. I'd say it's very romantic goth. Mm. He's like, got like the he's, very he's classic like yeah. black and white checks going on. I don't know where they are in his outfit, but I know they're there. <laughs> They're about. He's got like the ruffled hair. He's wearing like armbands. He's got a load of piercings. The wallet chain. (laughs) The wallet chain. Right. There is a moment. (laughs) So Jennifer takes him to this warehouse 
and then no, it's like, just some house, right? It's just some house. Oh, it's a, it's a developed. It's a house that's yeah, been, that's like the one. built. So and like he thinks it's her everywhere. house, and then he gets there, and he's like, "This is not your house. Like, this is not your house." And she's like, "No, but it can be our house. We that's can play mummy and daddy." daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this whole thing. But there is this moment, right? <laughs> when she so she takes his pants off and mm-hmm. i think like in the script it was probably just that she unbuttons his pants and pulls them down a bit this boy is wearing so many wallet chains and things that it <laughs> slams to the floor and i must say that is an experience of dating me because i wear a lot of harnesses and stuff. i've There's heard you get changed and it's like clank, yeah, clank, clank. it's like clank, 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 clank. <laughs> <laughs> let me come out like in the softest little pajamas like hello hello <laughs> hello i have just rolled from my ribcage chain and i'm here to be cozy mini chains <laughs> literally so that is a very real experience mm-hmm. um and and during the scene um Jennifer says a lot of things that I don't like because they're just they're gross teenage flirting. Yeah. Like okay. Do you have examples? Can I say one? I, I do. She looks at me and goes, You give me such a wedding which makes me want to die. <laughs> it's good. It's so Oh it's so my god. Good. It's so good, but it's awful. Awful. Yeah. It reminds think, me a lot of like how they made Santana talk on Glee, where she'd be like, yes, that's wanky. <laughs> Whenever anyone would say anything like vaguely sexual. You know what it's, it feels like? It feels like Cheryl Blossom going, ooh, wow, looking particularly dilfy today. <laughs> yes. Like, that's what it feels like. But yeah, it's it's great. It's very, it's that level of teenage flirting where he does also think it's sexy, but I'm like, guys he only please. thinks it's sexy because megan fox is saying it the same way that's true. that everything that she said about machine gun kelly is only hot yeah. because she said it did you read her yeah. i don't know if it's fake but there was an instagram post going around um that she posted about machine gun kelly and it's just the most um i will read it I and will. then i will fact check after so if this is in the Good. podcast you know that it was real um so <laughs> The tale of two outcasts and star-crossed lovers caught in the throes of toilet... Caught... Oh my god, it doesn't make sense. Caught in the throes of a torrid solar flare of a romance featuring feverish obsession, guns, addiction, shaman, lots of blood, general mayhem, therapy, tantric night terrors, binding rituals, chakra sound baths, psychedelic hallucinations, organic smoothies, and the kind of sex that would make Lucifer clutch his pearls. Um, okay. Very banned see. kids. <laughs> <laughs> but my lip has curled so far up. I'm doing a face of pure confusion. Right? Like, I'm like a, you're Megan Fox. You don't have... You, take your silly little making out photos in the boys' bathrooms. They're fun and sexy. Yeah, but Megan. Mean, they're fun and sexy. But, but Megan, Megan come on. You're so hot. You're so hot. <laughs> be normal um, about it. <laughs> please be normal. Um. So then she, she eats this boy. Meanwhile, Needy and her boyfriend are totally having sex. It's like so teenage. I'm honestly amazed at how they scripted the scene right because it is so much it's so well done world having sex for the first time yeah it's really funny he like gets a condom and he's like that's oh, supposed to make it better for the girl and i'm like <laughs> oh bless you guys oh no um you're gonna have friction burns <laughs> uh, yeah you're gonna have friction burn down there bestie but like power to you um and they like you know they start but because needy has a psychic link with jennifer yeah which not is sure never that's explained about. by the way nope. they're just in love uh i guess and so she basically starts like feeling everything that jennifer is doing to mm-hmm. this poor nice emo boy mm-hmm. meanwhile so she's like i don't know if we've said she's brutally killing him um yeah she is oh she's i think we've him with yeah. her teeth i think we just she's, said that they were doing sex no she murders him no 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 she's so she's much murdering murder. him with her teeth with her yeah. mouth she is chomping chomping away chomper chomper ow, chomper ow, ow. chomper am 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 uh, he does think it's briefly quite hot when her eyes go into demon eyes and then... Because he's an emo he's like, boy, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, not my favourite. So then <laughs> Needy starts seeing blood everywhere. She starts mm-hmm. feeling herself, like, biting things. And she's like, oh, my God. So she's, like, crying and screaming. Meanwhile, her boyfriend thinks that she's having the time of her life because, of course, he does. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, only stops to check on her and he's like, are you okay? Am I too big? And I'm like, oh, my ah. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, fine. And then, so she goes home and she's in her bed but wait 
there's someone else in her bed. It's Ooh. Jennifer. Ooh. It's Jennifer. And she's like, what? We always share your bed when we have sleepovers. <laughs> Let's play boyfriend, girlfriend like we used to and all this stuff. And then they start making out. Yeah. Like so much. So much. Like, very it's intense. great. And then Needy obviously feels something. So she pushes her away and she's like, what the F-bomb is mm. going on? Like what? And then Jennifer basically explains the incredibly traumatic events Mm-hmm. of what happened to her yeah. which is that this boy band tried to w- sacrifice her to Satan. you heard it here first kids boys and bands bad bad they will sacrifice you to Satan. yeah <laughs> give them half a chance and, and they'll do it but like i will say this scene is honestly one of my favorite scenes in any horror comedy me too and I have, I, it's I so love well horror done comedies so there's like this one bit where he stops to write down some lyrics. Right. They're all complimenting on his knife because it's a sick ass knife to sacrifice someone with. <laughs> it's like it's so well done. And like I will say, Megan Fox's acting in the scene is really good because actually it is genuinely heartbreaking to it hear is. her like it's cry. So good. And, and they like, beg for her she like agrees like, in the van. They're like, You're a virgin, right? And she's like, Yeah, I'm a virgin, so you don't yeah, want to have virgin. sex with me and rape me, right? Because yeah. I won't be any good at it, which is like so yeah, sad. Well, I, he's like, I'm not even good at sex. So yeah. it'll be bad. Go pick go pick another girl and they're like, Oh, we don't need you for that and it's yeah. like oh we need God. you for and the virgin sacrifice spoiler alert yeah. that's what's happening virgin sacrifice that's what happens when you do a virgin sacrifice team because god do you even know how hard it is to become an indie band <laughs> a successful indie band in this right. in the current climate in this economy um, in this economy if you don't get on letterman that's it um it's also very funny because a fun little fun little side note the guy the main singer in this is Adam Levine's brother. And they do <gasps> no, make I didn't realise yes, that. And they do make a reference to that guy from Maroon Five. Amazing. Which is great. So yeah. Fun little fun little fact for you. So anyway, they that. sacrifice her to Satan. But she doesn't die. She comes back and she's full. So she has super healing abilities. She's super strong. She's super pretty. And she's like so yeah. And then they have the classic line where she's like jennifer you're killing people and she goes no i'm killing boys and it's a whole thing (laughs) so good um it's so good and then basically well needy has a little bit of a little bit of a breakdown just like a small one which seems justified yeah oh also jennifer did kill an exchange student that's also important to know yeah um, in the flashback that's how she got powerful she's like oh hello exchange student you got out of the fire too um yum 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 (laughs) you survived interesting um yum 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 and then nobody noticed because they assumed that he also died in the fire Um, exactly so yeah yeah that's the whole thing um nina goes a bit crazy she does a she does a me which i mean she goes and like researches like folklore and demons for hours which is yeah yeah, guilty as charged (laughs) um her boyfriend is like i gotta stick it to the formal and she's like you should not go to the formal (laughs) you should not go because murder will happen because murder Um, will happen she explains that jennifer is an evil demon now because of demonic transference yeah she um, identifies her as a succubus mm-hmm. um succubus, which is very fun yeah, yeah. Liv yeah. will tell us more about that later <laughs> i will i will <laughs> but basically demonic transference um basically means that they intended to kill a virgin but because jennifer wasn't a virgin um they that the demon that they summoned to do the sacrifice to is now possessing jennifer yeah which i think is a fun and cool concept yeah because you fucked so, up the ritual. Oh, sorry, I can't say that. We're no, we don't say fuck on this podcast. Um, we, we don't. You messed up. <laughs> you messed up the ritual. So now I've got your body. Am yum yum. Exactly. Am yum 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 yum. Um. So yeah, and she's like, and so then she like learns like how you can kill a demon. So you can kill them when they're hungry and all this stuff. Um. And then it's prom night. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Woo! Needy looks god awful. She has the and- worst dress. It's great. Camp. I mean this with all the love in my heart. She's wearing like an 80s dress, but it's cut extremely high-low. Mm-hmm. Um, with big puff sleeves. It's like candy wrapper pink. Yeah. And froofy. And her hair's huge. And she's wearing frosty eyeshadow. I think you have to try and make Amanda Seyfriend not look super hot. Because she's next to... And she still Jennifer, looks and pretty. She's she does look pretty. But, Yeah. I think yeah. that's it you have to make. Really I read tried. an interview with her and she was like, yeah, it was nice to have 
the pressure in this film where I didn't have to look hot because, like, I'm next to Megan Fox, so, like, yeah. That's really true. <laughs> she does look... I think that's the thing is, like, I, could, I caught myself at moments being like, no, she actually looks kind of pretty. And she is wearing, like, the worst dress. Yeah. And her hair is terrible. And, like, she looks like a 17-year-old going to prom who's done her hair and makeup herself. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what she looks like. So, basically... She is like at the dance and she's waiting for Jennifer. She's also waiting for her boyfriend. Then she mm-hmm. suddenly realizes, oh no, they're together. Mm-hmm. And they are Gasp. actually together. Gen- yeah, yes, but Jennifer's convinced Chip, her boyfriend, that Needy is cheating on him, which is so dumb. Yeah. So he's like, what? Needy cheated on me? Well, I guess we'll have sex then. And I'm like, <laughs> you're the worst. You're genuinely terrible. So she then she takes him to the abandoned pool on the outskirts of the school to you know canoodle or whatever and yeah. then she starts eating him nearly jumps through a window into the pool they have a fight there's more classic lines like jennifer gets stabbed through the stomach and then goes do you have a tampon which <laughs> ended my life she also uh, has Chip- my favorite line in this bit where she's like i thought you only killed boys because she tries to kill needy and she goes i go both ways <laughs> so good so good so incredibly good um and then chip chip dies he says R.I.P. stupid thing about I think I was dead before I came but then I woke up just to see you one more time and I was like that is factually incorrect Chip but <laughs> good but game very romantic uh, goodbye goodbye sweet prince mm-hmm. uh, he dies Needy goes home gets changed mm-hmm. into a little burglar's outfit <laughs> grabs an exacto knife yeah a box cutter yeah and sneaks into Jennifer's room Jennifer and her have a tussle. Um, a sexy she's tussle. constantly in a sexy tussle. She's constantly insulting Needy. Like at one point, she goes, "You know what this does? It cuts boxes." And then Jennifer's like, "Ooh, do you get all your murder supplies at Home Depot?" God, you're so <laughs> so butch. butch. <laughs> you're so butch. Um, and then in the in the fight, Needy sees her BFF Forever bracelet that she gave to Jennifer, and she rips it off Jennifer, and then yeah. Jennifer loses all her demonic power. Which is sad, because I feel like that was, like, the one last shred of Jennifer's humanity, was that her friendship with Needy. Mm -hmm. And then she uh, stabs her a whole bunch Mm -hmm. in the heart. Meanwhile, Jennifer has a bitten Needy a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. And Mm -hmm. then Jennifer's mum comes in and is like, oh my god, Needy, what did you do? Needy goes to jail. Yeah. Um, And the last bit is her being like, demonologist scholars don't know this, but if you get bitten by a demon and then not eaten you get some of that demon's power and she levitates just hang out, out of herself yeah she levitates up she kicks a window in she walks away and then she she hitchhikes and someone goes like hey little lady where are you going she's like oh i'm following a band <laughs> and then the whole credits is her murdering <laughs> murdering the band, the band which Jennifer. is the best bit and it's great it's great it's so as she good. should and here endeth jennifer's body so good what a film what a movie just so many iconic moments just obsessed with it i love it so much there's so many good lines and i think the thing is is that like you cannot watch jennifer's body seriously you can't go in thinking like oh this is a paragon of like comedy not leaving it's comedy horror so you can't come in being like oh this is a very serious story that takes itself 100 percent serious no (laughs) <laughs> this is a fun film for fun gals so good and guys and others that know better okay <laughs> do you have a favorite line in the movie there's okay, so I many good wrote ones it down. i nice. actually wrote it down because i nice, thought it was nice, really nice. funny this is like from classic jennifer before mm-hmm. she's turned into a demon um she i love it uh you're totally lime green jello and you can't even admit it to yourself <laughs> so, so good. good oh gosh so good I have so many. Every time I watch it, something else sticks out to me. I think uh, this mm. time I really enjoyed. Um, I th- what's his name? Colin, the guy, mm-hmm. the the emo guy says, "There's a midnight yeah. showing of Rocky Horror at the Bijou next Friday night." And she goes, "I don't like <gasps> boxing movies. Like boxing films. <laughs> like, it's not. Oh, never mind. It's just so good, so and it's delivered so straight. And they don't like hold on at all, and they just move on to no. the chat. And I'm like, oh, it's so good. We're just being it. like, I don't like boxing films. So incredibly, <laughs> so good. much good stuff though. Oh, also, if anyone would like to take me to a midnight screening of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, at the Bijou, I would I'd love, love to. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go. It'll be so fun. We will go. For sure. I will say, I mean, right, so 
one caveat is that if you're going to watch this and you've never seen it before, please be warned that they use a lot of mid-2000s language in it, which means there's yes. a lot of ableist slurs. That is. Yeah, that's constantly. the only negative to it. Um, like, I'm, and it's so in everything many... from the early 2000s, which isn't an excuse, but it's just like shocking just to watch is, in yeah. hindsight, especially when you watch also, them when they came out and you didn't think much of it. Yeah, and then you're like, also, like hmm. they use so many. Like, yeah. you think like it's generally just the arsehole. No, they come out with new ones. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't even know there were this many. I know. <laughs> I'm watching, um, as everyone in my life knows, because I don't, I'm having a shock <laughs> about it. I'm watching Gilmore Girls at the moment for the first time. Absolutely obsessed with it. But every couple of episodes, there's like a slur used really casually and you're like um oh huh my in my nice family drama comedy I know, that was it on primetime tv <laughs> i honestly i think they might even use like the r slur in like how i met your mother and things like that. oh absolutely they did in friends yeah they absolutely that and the s one as well um yeah <gasps> so be aware going into it that yeah, is be aware there. um it's in there yeah worst part of it makes sense for the context but isn't yeah that doesn't make it okay i think it's also know. because it is also like ripping off like your average teen movie and I yeah think and also that that is how teens spoke like yep it was probably but still how teens speak good yeah <laughs> but it is a thing it is there yeah so be yeah. aware going into it be aware anyway so right i feel like i've talked for ages do you have some fandom phenomenons for me oh absolutely so as, I, as you guys know, I'm obsessed with this movie and I'm obsessed with, like, how films happen. Did loads of modules in film. Wrote about this film partially for my dissertation. A really good Hello. time. Uh, what you might not know, if you're, like, new to enjoying films or, like, new to, like, this podcast or just Jennifer's Body, um, it did really badly when it came out. It's now a cult classic, but when it came out, really lacklustre performance and really mixed reviews from people um i will read you <laughs> some reviews of it not full reviews but um just some responses which are hilarious at this point because obviously this is not how we talk about women as much anymore mm-hmm. um so film uh, film critic Ro- roger ebert said um twilight for boys a movie about a flesh eating cheerleader that's better than it has to be other reviews such as in um Tearmount, new york says the movie has a centerfold sheen to it and some les- <laughs> lesbianic softcore flirtation to match um the movie dies deep into twilight-esque heavy mellow meltdown at the last act um, okay there's a certain kooky kinky fun to be had with jennifer's body which is a horrible phrase when you think about it as just a teen girl's just, body i just can i just say that i don't think that any of these people watched the movie or twilight no they like, did this feels like they did like a yeah like a a whisper game of what this film and twilight are about like it just doesn't feel um like they've seen either the baltimore sun published no one's going into this movie for its brain for its body <gasps> um usa today no. stated jennifer's body is not as hot as you'd hope it would be <laughs> so you know some sex is <laughs> Like, it had other reviews where it's like, oh, yeah, it seems a bit like Heather's, like, it's kind of glib and kind of clever. Um, so that was all the, like, contemporary reviews from when it came out. Really got a lot of sexism. mean. Yep. Um, <laughs> something I find really interesting is one of the ways it was marketed, which is what I actually wrote in my dissertation, because I wrote about the marketing of sex and how we Hell sell yeah. sex to people and stuff. And... Um, Liv knows this already, but just think, where would you market Jennifer's Body audience? Um, would it be on porn websites? Because that's partially where no. the marketing budget went. Um, As I remember, didn't the director like really hate that though? Like She was yes. like, please don't do that. And they were like, no, 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 it'll be great. Oh yeah, the director is great. So it's written by Diablo Cody and it's um, directed by Karen Kusama. Both great. Obsessed with them both. Really fun. Um, you might know Diablo Cody from... Um, oh my god what's it called but I'm a cheerleader such a good time yeah so they're really great I looked up a lot about what they were talking about um, when they came out because obviously they saw all these reviews um, and Cody when she was writing the script said that she was trying to pay tribute to conventions we'd seen in horror and turn them on their heads and like honour the subgenre of oh, like yeah. horror comedy but like give it more to girls um and she thinks she writes a lot about how like being 
a woman or like being socialized as a woman is like and like intrinsically like horrific experience basically <laughs> I feel um, that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it do be horrific out here um, it do suck yeah um yeah so throughout it um both Cody and Kusama were talking about how they wanted to subvert like the classic horror model of women being terrorized mm. and write morals that like turn that on its head because obviously like this does have the very classic like woman gets murdered for the devil and like kind of like but mm. then Jennifer is also like the final girl trope but Needy is also mm. the final girl that kind of thing um but none of them at any point are like accessories to men they're always the people that are like making the active choices which is Mm. really cool um and then she was there's a lot of stuff as well if you read into like all their reasoning behind it um they want to talk about like female bonds and like female friendships um Mm. and the female friendships especially that you have like as a teenager when you're going through um puberty and like female relationships like or like yeah. people who socialize as women relationships are intense especially in high school uh, and cody wanted to mm-hmm. show the almost horrific aspect of that devotion and ha- relates it to it. like parasitism which is really cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, no, like, i get it yeah i think it's i think it's one of those things where like i mean everyone like makes jokes about like teenage girls being really cliquey but like especially if you've ever been but, like it's rough out there <laughs> it is rough out there and if you've ever been in one of those things where it's like just you like i mean i've never had it where it's just been me and one of the best mm-hmm. friend i will say i've always had groups of friends but if you've ever had it where it's like you have a really intense relationship between you and a best friend even when that best friend is not very nice to you which i've had quite a lot of friendships like that it's so intense because you're like well you are needy yeah like you are literally needy like you want their approval so badly because that because usually it's like they're like prettier or have had more boyfriends or like are more popular than you and then you're like the you are the, the needy character so you're like you desperately want their approval but then you're also very much acknowledging that they are not a very nice yeah, person to you definitely but who else are you gonna go to they're your best friend and you can't stop being friends with them because you're they're your best friend in the whole world right you know? and like needy's boyfriend asks about that he's like why do you hang out with them? and she's like we like yeah. the same things and she's my best friend so get on with it <laughs> yeah she's like literally my best friend in the whole world so yeah. like get over it shit definitely <laughs> um I, yeah no i just think i think this film does such a good yeah good job of portraying right and that. they really like drive it home like the first things on screen is like hellish a teenage girl like and that's like very much the vibe like it it do be hellish <laughs> um and obviously there's like the scene where jennifer's alone and she's like smearing all her makeup over her face and it's like a very vulnerable <gasps> moment like, right and like so i know that cody was saying like yeah i think most people have had that moment like help me i want to be someone else ah and like but then it's megan fox doing that and you're like but it's megan fox like why would she feel this it's way right so it's insane um and it really goes into like how like puberty and like the whole becoming a woman thing is so like inherently awful yeah. like as like not in itself but in like the how it is in society um not yeah. to not to get a joker on it um but like it's like <laughs> no, we'll get more into the the succubus stuff in a little bit but it's very much like yeah. this is a very much reversal of like puberty like mm. jennifer like needs the blood and like all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like she has to like consume the blood once a month otherwise she becomes weak and plain wom- looking and unwomanly um which is very yeah. cool i really like it i think that's a really cool, yeah, cool um reversal of it i also read a really cool interview with um kusama the director um who was talking about like the horror of femaleness and was talking about like female mm-hmm. horrors and stuff and really um owed a lot to things like carrie and rosemary's baby and she said uh oh I right see that. there's a lot of like the vibes in there um and mm. she said there's a lot of fear of the female or a kind of celebration of it in the same time where the movie like takes the fear and the female like ultimately survives but is completely changed which is really cool mm. obsessed with it, it cool. <laughs> while we're talking while... sorry no carry on sorry i just want to say while we are talking about this i just wanted to let's have a discussion for a bit about jennifer and sex yes because i thought it was really well done the way they portray it Mm -hmm. in this film because jennifer is one of those teenage girls who 
probably loss of virginity. Sorry, I want to say loss of virginity. I always do this where I don't want to say it because don't lose anything. She had her sexual debut when she was quite Mm -hmm. young. And since then has been sleeping with lots of boys mm-hmm. and having lots of boyfriends and also just having casual hookups. But I just, like, I just love how casual she is right? about it. Because everyone has that friend in high school. Everyone has the friend that's, like, done it. Like, has mm-hmm. done it all. And so you go to them and you're like, oh, like, what? And I love the flippant way that she just talks about it. Like, when she says, oh, I'm not even a backdoor virgin anymore. And it really hurt. <laughs> I couldn't even go to Six Flags the next day. I had to sit on a bag of peas. <laughs> It's so good. She's so like flippant, it's, and it's never. It's so a big deal. Girl. It's so and good. sex is never like. Obviously, she has like sex is inherently demonized in it because she lures these men with sex yeah. and kills them. But the actual sex stuff isn't yep. demonized at all. Like even Needy and her boyfriend no. like have very normal teen sex and it's great like and it's very like normal and like not hypersexualized. Like, hey, do you want to come over tonight? I bought condoms from costco and she's like oh cool yeah i'll be there nice nice thanks dude (laughs) and they have like apart from her having like her horrible visions of jennifer like all the lead up to them having sex very normal them just being giggly and being like hee hee like yeah a little awkward like nothing super sexualized my personal favorite is him saying to her needy you're not just the woman i made love to for four minutes the other night (laughs) very funny yeah i think it's very interesting of how like the dynamic between like jennifer as you know a girl who has a lot of sex uh, with the boys who want to have sex with her like right and jennifer seems to like at the beginning before she's taken over by the demons etc jennifer has sex with these boys because she wants to she's not doing it to impress anyone she's not doing it because she wants a boyfriend she just wants to have sex like partially because she wants to have sex and partially like haha that's funny like like, which like it's cool like it's not like it's super intense like this will change me or like this is like the evil sex that i do like it's all very normal and nice yeah she's just like yeah i've 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 done it like it's fun you know i think that's good what actually made me laugh because i realized it's actually a really good pun so jennifer Mm -hmm. I don't think she climbs in the window at this point, but I, I'm going to say she climbs in the window. So she climbs in the window while Needy and Chip are like hanging in her in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. And she looks at them and she goes, oh my God, it smells like Thai food in here. Have you been F-wording? Now, <laughs> I realise that this is a good pun today because there is a place in Thailand called Phuket, but I think that's yeah. how you pronounce it. But if you pronounce it phonetically... It's yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a great. That's so pun. good. I don't think I even got that. <laughs> I, I didn't. I thought Jennifer was just being weird. <laughs> I think maybe she's being weird. Maybe she's making a hilarious pun. We will never. I know. love her. But very good. <laughs> I also love that. Like, so Needy's putting on a rock outfit at this point, and her boyfriend goes, "Those jeans are so low. I can almost see your front butt." And I just your front butt is so good. The script. <laughs> I think that's what makes this film so good for me. It's just like everything right. I say, I'm like, that's a teenager speaking. Like, and right, you know me, you know, I love some Riverdale, but no one in that show speaks like a teenager. It gets even worse as the seasons progress, I promise you this. It's and it's the same in The it. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Like, I love The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, but no one on there speaks like a teenager. Like, yeah. they speak like tiny adults and like, with yeah. love and respect to teenagers, if there's teenagers listening, love y'all. But, like, you have to accept that you have your own language. And te- I mean, actually, no, yeah. if you're teenagers, you'll get it. You speak in a way that adults don't get. You have your own language. Mostly because cool. adults tell you off for speaking that way. Like, my mum used to get at me all the time. She'd be like, your grammar's wrong. And I'd be like, oh, mum, you don't get it. That's how <laughs> people speak. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> Right. Yeah. While we're on the topic of like the like the teen girls and like the romance and the sex, yes. we do need to talk about the energy between Needy yes, and Jennifer. We do. Um, the girlies have a little kiss, um, and they have like a very like sexy like we're interested in each other relationship, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, yeah. What What do you think about their 
relationship and that they have like a, a whole kissing scene and it's not treated as a massive deal. Obviously, in the media, like when it came out, it was treated as a big deal. Mm-hmm. But in the actual movie itself, they just kiss, just kiss. and then went on to the next scene. <laughs> so, right. Here's the thing, is that like, as a bisexual... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I to clarify, yeah, both bisexuals. Both bisexuals. <laughs> so I think we have a little, little know-how on what we're talking about. Um, and as someone who was assigned female at birth, I had a very intense. Actually, no. Oh, oh my god, sorry. This is going to sound like I had a harem. I didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> when I was in college, I had very intense friendships with quite a few of my female friends, and a lot of those relationships mm-hmm. involved kissing uh all girls sleepovers yeah because it was just a thing we did we'd you know yeah for sp- practice I- no not for practice <laughs> just cause <laughs> just for kissing just, oh that's fun just cause well because we'd like someone would bring like alcohol and we'd you know we'd drink mm-hmm. not condoning underage drinking don't do that kids although i think i was of age at the, <laughs> at the time <laughs> i'm just an enabler anyway <laughs> and you know we get drunk and we kiss and there was one point where i um uh, at one point where I did, I, what I now recognise was I did have a crush on one of my best female friends for ages and I just, mm-hmm. and I buried that so deep Yeah, I didn't want to address it. And I think that like for a lot of people who, I mean, obviously Jennifer makes a joke saying I go both ways, but like I'd like to yeah. accept that as, because Megan Fox herself is bisexual. Like yeah. I think that as someone who had a lot of those friendships, like when you're at that age and you're still a little confused and you're still working things out, I think it's very common mm-hmm. for people to have those, those kind of friendships. Yeah. And I'm, it, I don't think it's just for um, people who are perceived as female either. I think there's a lot of guys that have very intense yeah. friendships too. Like this, oh my God, I can't remember which Soft John Stevens songs it is. There's a Soft John Stevens song about it, about basically like getting really close to someone and then noticing a wasp and obviously the wasp is like the you know not knowledge what am i talking about the awareness the awareness that you're doing mm. something and getting like close yeah. to something and then suddenly be like ooh, new <laughs> like yeah so yeah i think there's like a lot of people who are you know part of the lgbt community who have yeah, those friendships for sure. yeah yeah, we were talking about the director and stuff. So I found this really interesting with um, Diablo Cody, all about like why she she'd included that in the screenplay because obviously it was included in all the trailers mm-hmm. and got quite a lot of media hype. Yeah. Um, and she said, if the two protagonists of the film were a guy and a girl, and there was a particularly tense moment and they shared a kiss, no one would say it was gratuitous. But the fact that they're women means that some sort of stunt. Um, and she said that the um, scene was intended to be something really profound and meaningful to her and um, Kusama, the director. Um, she also said, obviously, we knew people were totally going to sensationalise it. They're beautiful girls and the scene is hot and I'm not afraid to say it. There's a raw sexual energy to be in the girls, which is authentic. Because I know when I was a teenage girl, when I was a teenage girl, the friendships I had with other girls were almost romantic. They were so intense. I wanted to sleep at my friend's house every night. I wanted to wear her clothes. I would talk on the phone until our ears ached. I wanted to capture that heightened feeling you get in adolescence that you don't really feel as a grown up. Um, you like your friends when you're grown up, but you don't need to sleep in the same bed with them and talk to them on the phone until 5am every night, which is very similar to what you've just said, which is really cool. Yeah, that's really like, cool, You actually. clearly got from the film exactly what Yay. they intended, which is really also, cool. cool, fun thing, director bestie, but I am still like that with all of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the fact... Actually, no, I still want to be in there till 5am. I've literally <laughs> spoken to like my friends on video calls till like 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I think the thing is that I don't need to do it like every night. No, not every night. We all we all get sleepy, so we couldn't possibly do it every yeah. night. But like, definitely could. And like, I love hanging out with people. I'm I'm about to move in with one of my best friends, and I'm so freaking excited. Yeah, it would be so, it'll be so fun. <laughs> it means you're gonna be over at my house less though, Liz. I know, but it means that you can come to my house. I'll just come over. Yay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um but yeah i, I totally yeah. i really feel that like i think that's like that intensity you know like i love that moment and this was like such a moment so you know like picture it you're lying on your bed on your tummy obviously kicking your little legs in the air behind you and you're on your phone to your yeah. best friend and then your parent yells up it's time for them to yeah. get off the damn phone <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's exactly what it is the moment 
but yeah so obviously like when it came out it was like marketed as like sexy sexy film (laughs) um and like that's why it kind of got these like bad reviews at the beginning it was completely to the wrong audience i know that cody herself was like we marketed this to boys Mm -hmm. who like megan fox and that's who's gonna see it and like this movie's for the girlies yeah it is like it's like it's 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 not like yeah exactly it's not marketed and it's not for like like obviously men can enjoy it like love it but like the vibe of it is not like a masculine vibe and it really had a resurgence in uh 2018 where a lot of people looked back at it and were like oh actually i think that this film might be a forgotten like cult classic um yeah so obviously in 2018 that was the time of the me too movement so obviously um people were going back to like films and like Mm -hmm. looking at like obviously like the weinstein company and everything like everyone had retrospectives on those films and had like yeah, basically looked back on a lot of films by like female directors and stuff, especially, yeah. and were like, we've judged these too harshly. Um, there was a really good article um, in Vox about um, have after the Me Too movement had like highlighted some of the themes um, of this. Um, a group of powerful men sacrificing a girl's body in an mm-hmm. altar for their professional advancement mm-hmm. became uncomfortably familiar. I got that. Um, I got that vibe as well because I was like, actually, if we actually look at like how many teenage girls have been sacrificed to people in the music industry exactly Hmm. Uh, and so there was like this big shift from being like oh this film isn't a sex fantasy for boys this is a revenge fantasy who use it like using your abused body against your abusers obviously like not all the guys in this are abusers like colin is a nice boy and she's a demon like it does it's not a perfect metaphor like it's not promising young woman where she like targets the people who she knows are bad people you know but mm. like in the same way it's a woman using her body in yeah. that has been abused to kill people it's a it's like a rape revenge trope it is, like, and I like that's it. what it is which is really cool in hindsight to like look into yeah. that especially since apparently barely anybody noticed that at the time wow. even though that's the whole text of the movie <laughs> i guess from the way it was like marketed you know, yeah, I think it's it's very like Megan Fox sexy because I know Megan Fox really likes it and she thinks it's like the I think it's Megan always saw it says like it's the one of her favorite roles just That's for so what glad. she gets to do in it. I'm genuinely very so glad good. because I think right. I think this came off the back of like her Transformers thing, right? Right, because in Transformers she just plays an object. Yeah. Like she does it well, but like she's very highly sexualized in that, yeah. and like and she's supposed to be like a teenage girl, so then right? she's playing like a teenage girl. Right, and, like, especially when you think of, like, the Megan Fox public image in the early 2000s mm. as well, she was just sexy sex object. Do you have her, like, Rolling Stone cover on your wall? Which is, like, fine, like, to an extent, like, she was very attractive, but, like, she wasn't getting those roles at the time. She was getting, like, the sexy sex roles, and she obviously, mm. at the time, you know, not that much better now, but was not being treated very nicely on talk shows etc i think she wasn't i i can't remember if this is correct i think she wasn't treated very nicely on set a lot of the time no she wasn't she got she almost she basically got blacklisted by um the director of transformers because basically he was asking her to do like very uncomfortable things and she was like i don't want to do that like yeah i think she had to wash his motorbike as part of the uh, audition process yeah which is incredibly uncomfortable it's just one of those things where yeah she i think she um was it michael bay under scrutiny just saying that he was really inappropriate um yeah on set yeah Yeah, essentially which great (laughs) yeah but she seems to have regular resurgence in media so good for her because she really yeah has had hasn't been in a lot of stuff super recently so very cool so we've talked for almost an hour i'm not sure how much will be in the edit jennifer's body you know we couldn't know i know this might be our first two-parter i think maybe we'll Mm -hmm. wrap here and we'll leave our really good law layout on sucker buses um date or steak asking if these um vampires asking if these demons have a moral obligation to vote for our second part so come back then Uh, if you'd enjoyed the episode yeah you got any thoughts on it we're midnight fun pod everywhere everywhere. (laughs) hit us up (laughs) Uh, um 
yeah and join us next time and please come back (laughs) for our second part have a great morning afternoon evening whenever you're listening and we'll see you next time bye Midnight Fun is an independent podcast hosted by two girls with an internet connection. Our intro and outro is loved and respected by Rose Assety of Loyalty Freak Music. Neither Katie nor Liv are associated with any of the media or intellectual property discussed on the podcast. All views are their own. And remember, vampires make terrible boyfriends. friends.